My name is Lauren DK, and you're listening to Leading an Effective Diversity and Inclusion Employee Resource Group. I'm a certified DEI professional on a mission to create more psychologically safe, diverse, and equitable workplaces. Employee resource groups are a common trend among companies, but they are very rarely effective. They become these weekly, monthly, quarterly, unfocused meetings with awkward silences. Group members may plan an annual panel event, but nothing ever changes. Tune in to see how you can contribute, lead, and execute change as a member of your employee resource group. If you'd like transcripts to the show, please email laurendk at gmail.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. I took a longer than expected pause from recording due to some life events, but I'm back. I hope everyone is finding their way back to normalcy after the crazy election. And I also hope you're preparing for the holiday season. So a few people reached out and asked me the same question. Aren't employee resource groups supposed to be made up of people who are all the same gender, race, religion, etc.? It's a good question because even 10 years ago, that's how many companies were running them. To me, it's problematic and there's several reasons why. But first, let's define employee resource groups. Employee resource groups are voluntary employee-led groups who aim to foster a diverse, inclusive workplace aligned with the organization they serve. They are usually led and participated in by employees who share a characteristic, whether it's gender, ethnicity, religious affiliation, lifestyle, or interest. The groups exist to provide support and help in personal or career development and to create a safe space where employees can bring their whole selves to the table. Allies may be invited to join the ERG to support their colleagues. So in short, Anyone can join an ERG as long as their interests align with the group's mission. Affinity groups usually are made up of a homogeneous group of people and are just as important. I believe we should keep DEI employee resource groups open to anyone who wants to join. And here's why. If a company hasn't yet achieved their diversity goals, they may not have enough of each diversity group to form a race-based DEI ERG. So they may form a minority-based one. A minority-based DEI employee resource group may look like two Black employees, five Asians, one Hispanic, maybe a few mixed-race people, and then some Jewish, Middle Eastern, and Muslim individuals questioning if they belong because technically they are white. What I'm saying is it would already be disjointed and with so many intersectional differences. Another point to be made is just because an employee is a minority doesn't mean they relate to other minorities or even want to improve DEI. In Stephanie Johnson's book called Inclusify, she speaks about team players. You see, the workplace, in the workplace, the winning team is white males. So of course, everyone is striving to be on this winning team. Minority team players look like The black guy that claims he's not like most black people. The black woman who vocally speaks about her natural hair being unruly and crazy and not suited for work. The Asian boss who tells other Asian employees they have to work on their accents and not bring ethnic dishes in for lunch. And so on and so on. These minorities are doing nothing beneficial for their race and actually doing harm. They're asking themselves and other minorities to conceal their authenticity, the same authenticity that makes the work environment unique. 
What would an employee resource group led by team players really accomplish outside of convincing minorities to continue to hide their authentic selves? Would team players even want to join an ERG? These questions make me question if race-based or religious-based ERGs are truly safe places and if it creates an obligation rather than voluntary engagement. On the note of race and gender, I want to mention that there are many individuals that identify as non-binary racially and gender-wise. Creating a Black employee resource group or a woman employee resource group may exclude these individuals in a workplace that hasn't yet evolved to have more of employees that identify as such. When you open DEI ERGs to anyone who shows interest, you ensure that it's an authentic environment and that everyone believes in a common goal. A more diverse and equitable workplace that allows employees to bring their authentic self to work and have a sense of belonging. At least that should be your mission. It creates messengers that represent a diverse group of individuals who can frame messages in a way that resonates with individuals that look just like them. Remember, as I've said, I've said in previous episodes, messenger matters, and this is so very true. Having a diverse DEI ERG allows different individuals to gain cultural competency while practicing cultural humility. Members gain the perspective of a variety of individuals and allow diverse members to be experts in how they want to exist and interact in the workplace. White people get to engage with minorities in a way that they may not during regular work meetings. Minorities may be more vocal because they feel more safe and they may talk about some tough subjects. By just sitting in the room, white employees gain a huge perspective and understanding for their minority coworkers. This episode was intended to speak about DEI ERG topics, but I took a little detour to ensure all of my listeners are on the same page. I challenge you to take a look at how your company currently segregates employee resource groups and observe if they are hurting or progressing the cause for inclusion. Until next time, this is Lauren DK signing off. Have a great one, y'all.